Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, welcome back to the golf show. Uh, 93.7 The Fan is doing our part to help Pittsburgh stay connected. Go to our radio.com app and get ideas to help you during this stay-at-home time. Just go to radio.com slash stay connected. Well, our final guest of the day is another longtime friend, and um, he has been in a, I'd say, fairly significant battle in the state of Wisconsin about or over golf. Um, and um, it was kind of a protracted um, battle, but um, last week, if I'm uh, right and uh, I can be corrected, of course, but I think last week the course is opened, and you know that's that's even more important in a state like Wisconsin because they don't have the the length of season that we do here. So to talk about that, we're going to bring Gary Damato, who is a senior writer for Wisconsin Golf and a former writer for the Milwaukee Journey Center, Sentinel. Good morning, Gary. Thanks for coming on with me. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, right. It's been a yes, rough couple months for everybody. Yes, it has. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, we, we've seen a whole bunch of stories coming out of your state about playing golf, not playing golf, um, and the battles that, that were around that. Uh, you were, you know, commenting on it, writing about it, right in the middle of it, uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it was really interesting. First of all, you, you guys, your golf opened for you just yesterday, didn't it? Or am I not right about that? No, you're. that's right. Yeah, so you've got your golf courses open now. Ours opened a week ago after sort of a protracted battle between um, <clears throat> the state golf associations, obviously, which are, you know, advocating for golf. That's that's their job. And uh, and a governor in our state, Tony Evers, who's who's really a non-golfer, and um, nobody is ever going to question anybody for for thinking safety first. Um, that's obviously their number one priority. But you know, a lot of people uh, in our state and certainly nationally think or that golf can be played safely. Um, you know, and adhering to all the rules, social distancing, and all the guidelines that the CDC has put out. So. Um, <clears throat> Tony Evers issued a stay-at-home order um, in March and now has extended it till May 26th, but he has opened, allowed golf courses to open. 
and I think one of the big reasons, um, or a couple of the big reasons, Mike, is that we had a um, someone started a petition at Wisconsin Golf that drew sixty eight thousand signatures. That's that's not insignificant, I don't think. No. And then the, <clears throat> the state golf associations hired a a lobbyist, um, a, a really experienced lobbyist who has worked for the Milwaukee Brewers, the Milwaukee Bucks, um, the Wisconsin Road Builders Association, liquor, the liquor uh, lobby. So he was a powerful guy, and two days after they hired him, um, Tony Evers allowed golf courses to open. So it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting battle, to say the least. Yeah, we have a guy um, uh, in our governorship who, um, I'm I'm assuming I've I've not heard anything that says he's a golfer, and the way he has ruled um, would would just or would verify that um, he has been. Very strong uh, on this from the start. Um, the Golf Course Association, um, the, the, the part over here in western Pennsylvania and the part over in eastern Pennsylvania got together, sent letters uh, seeking a waiver uh, to, to these rules, and um, they were dismissed summarily. Um, and... The, you know, it was just like um, as the weeks went on, it was like golf didn't exist uh, yeah. in his mind, and we just got the okay, and um, everybody was out there yesterday, and uh, it's supposed to be a beautiful day today, and I've, I talked to some of our places, and they are either sold out or almost sold out today and tomorrow, so... At least we're getting that part of the business world uh, moving again. And, and um, how have the golfers uh, in Wisconsin reacted? Are they out there filling the courses? Yes, very similarly to what you just explained. Um, the day that courses opened, which was a week ago Friday, uh, I played 36 holes, but we had a walk. There were no carts allowed at that, at that time. Um, and I played at a facility called Geneva National Golf Club, which has three courses, and um, we had a pretty good weather day last Sunday, and they they ran 600 golfers through their three golf courses. That's a lot of that's a lot of golfers. Six. <laughs> uh, there were 600. Yeah, you know, all three the tee sheets on all three courses were filled. You know, from morning till dusk. So uh, there was a huge pent up demand. Now the, the the question is, can can we sustain it? Because as you know, you know, a lot of people are struggling financially. And um, we'll see if people can afford to play golf, you know, throughout the year. That's going to be the big question, I think. And the other question, too, that I have, and and this goes for all sports, um, there are going to be people who maybe aren't the avid golfers, but are they like to go out and play, but they may be a little leery of going back until we get a little further down the road. So... You know, everybody's worried about not so much golf because, you know, people are going to go, I think, but like the team sports, you know, everybody expects it when the NFL plays, everything's going to be, you know, stadiums are going to be full again, or if it's a 50% capacity kind of thing, you know, that they'll be there. I'm I'm not so sure, you know, everybody's going to run back to those events. No, I'm I think you're right about that. I think that's a that's a very, going to be a very important consideration going forward. 
the PGA Tour, you know, is not going to allow fans at its first four events. But then when fans are allowed to, to come onto the course, you know, how many will be allowed? Um, will they follow social distancing guidelines? You know, we don't know that. There's talk that the Ryder Cup, which is slated for late September in our state at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin, you know, there's there's starting to be some talk that it might be played without fans. And I think, and that if that's the case, I think it, I really think it needs to be postponed for a year because you can't hold the Ryder Cup without fans. That's become the galleries have become such an integral part of that competition that I, to have a Ryder Cup without fans, I just I don't think it works personally. I addressed that uh, in in my opening segment today. You can't. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Uh, what's no. happened since 1999? has proven that you have to have that excitement uh, regardless of which side of the, the pond you're on. You know, it, it's been unbelievable, the fan reaction, uh, and you just have to have it. That's all there is to it. No, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, you're right. So how long is golf season in Wisconsin? Well, typically uh starts – around April 1st, although, you know, this year was a really good year weather-wise uh, where, where golf courses were, were opening, you know, before the whole COVID-19 thing hit. Yeah. And, you know, some had 10, 12 days of playing before the order came down to close. But typically I would say, you know, around April 1st, and in a good fall we can play, you know, into maybe very early November, but typically probably late October. So it's about a six-month season, a good year, maybe seven months. Interesting. So it's not terribly short. It's not like, you know, four months or something. Um, there's there's plenty of opportunities for people to play. Yeah, it's not like Saskatchewan or Manitoba, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, you're going to uh, uh, go to the Masters, I presume, um, in November? Um, Fingers crossed, Mike. Yes. And you've been to every Masters since 1983. Um, what's it going to be like for you going to a Masters in November? It's going to be strange. It's really going to be strange. Uh, you know, but I think that, you know, if if we're over this thing and if we return to some kind of normal, you know, by the fall, which we're hoping and crushing our fingers happens, and, you know, I think it's, it's going to come off well. I mean, the turf's going to be a little different. We won't see the azaleas and the dogwoods blooming like we do in, in first that first full week of April. Right. But, uh, I, you know, I think it's going to be a great competition. I think, you know, by then hopefully golf will have, you know, have had a dozen tournaments under its belt and guys will be back in form. And um, I think, and, and the TV ratings, although you'll, they'll be going presumably against college football and NFL, I think the ratings will be very good probably too. Yeah, because of its uniqueness, and everybody yeah. loves the Masters anyway, but now, one in November, everybody's going to want to watch some of that just to see how different it looks. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you're right about that. You know, the, and, and in the back of my head, and, and I'll bet it's this way for the PGA Tour officials and a lot of people. You know, you you feel like you're making progress against this. You feel like, you know, we're moving in the right direction. But what happens if this thing spikes again? Um, you know, then everything gets put back in neutral and we're stuck. 
Well, that that is the scary part, you know. You know, depending on which model you look at or which scientist you li- or doctor you listen to, because well, first of all, there's just so much information, and a lot of it's misinformation, and a lot of it's conflicting information. But a lot of people seem to think, you know, a second wave of this is very, very possible, if not likely. And um, that's the scary thing. So, you know, I, I think people, non-golfers were worried about golf. Um, but, but I think, by and large, most golfers are going to really adhere to the rules because they want their sport. They want to be able to go out and play. You know, right now in our state, we have, at first when the governor allowed golf, uh, he said no carts. So for a week, everyone walked. Now he's allowing carts again, but they must be single rider carts. Mm-hmm. Unless you're from the same members from the same household, then you can go two to a cart. But I have a friend who owns a golf course uh, in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, who um, a buddy of his works for a, a fabricator that makes polycarbonate stuff for like NASCAR and windshields on, on mm. heavy-duty equipment. And they came up with a polycarbonate divider to put in golf carts. And I just went out and looked at it yesterday. And uh, it effectively separates the rider, you know, and the driver. And uh, it's like a shield. And uh, non, it's unbreakable. And um, I think there might be a future for things like that. I think we're going to see whole new products come forward here in the next few weeks and months. Well, it's, everything is going to be different. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Uh, if you go back out into the world after the stay-at-home order um, ceases, um, you some people are probably going to be shocked about how things are going to be different, and golf's included in that. Um, one last thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, I have read um, a couple different times now about just because the PGA Tour starts uh, the middle of June, if that's the, that's the date at this moment, um, there are people who are saying that the guys aren't going to be running right back to play until they're very sure that it's safe to be out there. Um, does that surprise you at all? No, it doesn't. You know, I, I think there's going to be, you know, a segment of professional golfers who are just itching to play. And uh, as soon as the green light goes on, are, they're going to turn out and play. But I think you're right. I think there's going to be a percentage of golfers now, whether it's you know 10% or 40% or 70% that are that are a little bit fearful or or anxious. Um, I do think that's possible. I think probably there will be some players who want to wait another month maybe and see how things go. But but I think I think by and large uh, most professionals will be uh, ready to play when you know. When the light comes back on, I think they'll be anxious to play. But I, I think you're right. There will be some holdouts who, who will take a wait-and-see attitude. And then you're, on the other end of the spectrum, you're going to have the guys who are going to be scraping around to make money. Um, they'll probably play everything they can get into uh, just for a chance to make enough money to get through the winter. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if there's a lot of big names that or some big names that don't enter tournaments for a while, that just gives the – you know, the, the guy who's down, way down the money list, more opportunity. So, yeah, I think you're right about that. Well, Gary, thanks for get, getting up early and, and um, coming on with this morning. I, I enjoyed the conversation as always, and uh, maybe we'll do it again as we get closer to the Ryder Cup. Sounds good. You call anytime, Mike. Thank you. All right. That's Gary D'Amato from um, uh, Wisconsin Golf.
He used to be at uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Good guy, and, and he, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, you can join our fan talent as they host a fiesta on May 5th, beginning at 5 p.m., joined by their famous amigos. Each host is challenged to get the most interesting or famous person they know to join. So grab a cold cerveza and watch the party on 937thefan.com to see who shows up. Presented by Save More Beer and Pop on the way to the waterfront. Well, thanks for listening this morning. Thanks to uh, Gary D'Amato and, and um, uh, David Wood uh, for coming on. Uh, good, good guys, lots of fun stuff there. Uh, have a great time over the weekend. Uh, enjoy the golf, and um, we'll be back here next week, and hopefully there will be more, no, more good news about the sport and the world. You've been listening to The Golf Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.